0: Hello Mourners. Welcome back. We still haven't asked if you uh, even like that name. But
1: <laughs> but it's what you get and you have to deal with it. You get
0: what you get and you don't get upset.
1: Yeah you should have learned that in grade school. <laughs> but yeah we have to actually make a poll about that.
0: We do. I'll, d- You know what I'll do that as soon as we finish recording. Okay. So you guys will know when you hear this episode. Oh wow they finished recording at around eight o'clock at night <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> and yes we like Mourners. Yes. So. But welcome to Crime Colts, and Coffee. Yes, I'm Kelsey, and I'm Bren, and we have a lot coming for you today. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. A little bit out of the norm, yes.
0: which is cool.
1: I think we like to switch things up. It gets sometimes if you do the same thing over and over again, it gets like monotonous. But I well, like,
0: especially researching. Yeah.
1: Different devastating
0: things. cases a bunch of times in a row. I feel like I need a little bit of a pause, like a on mental that break. On yeah, it. yeah, yeah.
1: I agree, but this one is. We're changing it up, but it's cool. Yeah, but let's talk about some other life stuff. stuff. First. <laughs> yeah, Lifestyle. So I was just telling Bryn. I texted her during the week. One of my patients came in the other day, and I was, um, I was listening to her lungs, and I asked her to like pull her jacket down in the back. Uh huh. And as I look on the top of like her shirt the logo of java love was on there oh which god. is a coffee reviewed really early on right shout out java love
0: yeah even though we're not reviewing you today so i like <laughs>
1: debated saying anything but i did i was like do you work at java love and she was like what's that i was like <gasps> the, the shirt that you're wearing and she was like oh my god i just really love this shirt i found it at a thrift store i don't work there well she better I go know. try and i told her i was like oh my god she's like Wait, why? I was like, I have a podcast, blah blah blah, and then I went into it. She's like, Oh my god, I'm gonna go like try Java Love now. And I was like, You should. And she was like, Wait, what's your podcast called? Because I'm gonna go listen to that too. She Aww. was really nice.
0: Um, but yeah, Aww. what
1: a weird coincidence that it was like a random shirt she picked out yeah. of a thrift store.
0: Well, if you're listening, thank you, and yeah. make sure you go check out Java Love as well. Yeah,
1: so cool. I that thought is that was awesome. a cool
0: coincidence. That is awesome. So, um, something that I wanted to throw in, which was really strange.
1: Yeah.
0: I stayed at my friend Amanda's house last night with Kaylee, another friend of ours, and I did a reading towards the end of the night, and almost all of my last chunk of my reading Mm -hmm. came through in Italian.
1: That is (laughs) fucking weird. For the reference, Brynn doesn't know Italian. No, I
0: do not know Italian, and... (laughs) Like I don't know Italian. I am Italian, but I am actually my great aunt yelled at me today. She's like, "You have to learn Italian." <laughs> she like, "Yeah, I have to learn the native language." Is she fluent? My aunt, yes. Really? I yeah, didn't know because that. her parents were both straight from Italy. I didn't know that she was yeah, fluent. Yeah, yeah, and um, so anyway, I was like thinking in my head, "Oh my god!" Well, yeah, if I knew last night, I'd I would be have been fine. able to translate. Yeah. I literally don't know Italian so much that I had to look these words up on my phone, not by saying them out loud, because I couldn't say the words, but I was trying to picture with what I was hearing, how they were spelt. That's so weird. And they were real fucking words in Italian.
1: That's just weird. It gives me the chills. Yeah,
0: and Kaylee's grandfather was from Sicily.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: So, it was insane. That's
1: (laughs) so weird.
0: And, like, I kept, every single time another one would come through, I'd be like, well, wow. and I like pull out my phone again, and Kaylee's like another one. Did she know any? Ad- no. Italian? It was strange though because that's the first time that I've ever gotten another like dialect
1: like that. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. It was
0: cool. I liked it, but I wish I knew what they were.
1: What they were saying. But that's the cool part about it. I think is like you didn't even know they were real words. Yeah. And they were. Yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else did we want to talk about? Oh, oh, mm. something super fun and important. It's exciting. <laughs> well, it's exciting to us. Hopefully, it's just as exciting to you.
1: Yes. Yeah, so mark your calendars. Guess what's coming up? October ninth. Bitches. Our one-year anniversary. <laughs> Can you believe it? We. Can't. I can't. <laughs> we I can't. feel like we literally are still trying to figure things out, and it's been almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, wait, is this sound? Okay? It might forever be that way. But that's okay. It's okay. You change. It's and a grow. constant
0: learning process. Yeah.
1: I mean, we literally started from not knowing a single thing and watching two YouTube videos, and here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Look at us now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, our one-year anniversary is coming up, and we have some things planned. Yes, we do. We're trying. We have a number of things in the
0: works that hopefully, (laughs) by our one-year anniversary, we will announce to you guys. Yeah.
1: They're really cool things, though, so stay tuned. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And let's get into our coffee review. Yeah, so today was a gifted coffee by the one and only Mom. Thanks, Mom. Thank you. She gave us um, a 8 o'clock coffee. That's the brand. And the flavor or note, I guess you could say, for this one that she did is All-American Classic S'mores.
0: Which sounds super delicious. Yeah.
1: And the bag's
0: really cool. It is
1: really cool. I think it's like a... It would be a cool, like... I don't know, different coffees we talked about before, like, to throw it in the mix. There. Yeah. So, the notes in this
0: coffee are graham, marshmallow, and chocolate with rich premium aribica beans, and it is a medium roast. Yes. So, you know us with our medium roast. We love
1: them. So, right <laughs> off the bat, I, okay, the smell was amazing. You could smell s'mores in a cup. Before you even brewed the coffee, the yeah.
0: beans smelled
1: like s'mores. Yeah. And after you brewed it and we were like, you know, we do a little sniff test before we put like our creamer and stuff in it, but it was Our good. nose
0: likes to taste
1: the coffee we're first. Like, mm. <laughs> it was good. The smell was amazing though. Mm-hmm. And then the first thing I tasted was, um, honestly, I don't know how you even like get this into a coffee bean, but it was like the campfire sm- like, um, campfire marshmallow, like the burnt marshmallow is kind of what I taste. That's like your typical way of eating a s'more. I'm like, it wait, is. what does that taste like? Brynn's like looking at me like I have three heads. Brain <laughs> eats her fucking marshmallows raw. No, not my marshmallows, s'mores. my
0: s'mores I eat but raw. But well,
1: The marshmallows raw.
0: The marshmallow, the chocolate, and the graham cracker.
1: Yeah, they're all raw unless you. Yeah, but the cook.
0: chocolate doesn't melt. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yes. Yeah. It's, it's just, just straight up raw heart, and it looks like it just like a softball in between <laughs> two crackers, and she's like crunching away. I'm like, how are you doing? I that? love it. It's so gross. I love it. You're either like, I guess Bryn with raw marshmallow, or you're like a the, normal person <laughs> or you're the person that likes it like golden brown and you rotate that bitch for like 10 minutes or, or you're like you're catch the, it on fire or you're the
0: crispy motherfucker like my dad who likes
1: everything <laughs> that's me or you like set it on fire let it sit for a second and then blow it out
0: blow it out when it's just enough charcoal ratio <laughs> to, to marshmallow <laughs> and you're like ah that's me every time
1: the burnt taste of charcoal and a little bit of marshmallow (laughs) that's me i'm like i only like the tiniest bit of marshmallow but the rest of it is charred yeah but But if
0: you could picture a s'mores (laughs) in as a coffee this would be it
1: yeah Definitely. I, yeah, like I said, I taste, like, the burnt marshmallow in it, and I don't really necessarily taste the graham cracker and the chocolate, but th- that's the sweetness I get from the marshmallow. I taste the graham cracker. Do you? hmm I don't really taste it. I do. But I
0: think with this coffee, as excellent as a s'mores is, mm-hmm. and how much this coffee tastes like one, yeah, it's a little on the sweet side for me yeah. and my personal taste, and a little almost... And I, I'm not saying they artificially flavor this, but yeah. a
1: little artificially flavor tasting to me. Like at right at the end after you swallow, you can taste a little bit of like aftertaste of almost like an artificial mm-hmm. flavoring, like a little fake tasting. Yeah, a little bit. Like all,
0: not all natural is what I'm no. trying to say. Yeah. But if you like s'mores and your taste buds like more Sweater of a sweet things. coffee, you might like this one. Yeah. I would personally give this one a six point five. I think I would either do between like a six six point five, but I definitely could not drink something like this every day.
1: This is like the coffee you wake up with on the Fourth of July, and you're like, yeah, ah, I'm and you to wave have your barbecue. little American <laughs> flag, <laughs> and you sip your coffee. You're like, ah, the one time of year. No, you could definitely drink this more than one time a year, but I wouldn't just do it every day. That's yeah. just me.
0: Yeah, but. I'd once in a blue moon, maybe. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, thank you, Mom, for yes. giving us this coffee and thinking of us. You're wonderful. Yes,
1: thank you. And if you wanted to check out their website, um, just in case, it's shop.8oclock.com, and it's all words spelled out, no, no numbers or anything. And they have a ton of different coffees. They actually have some – it's called Flavors of America section – And it's really fucking cool. It's cool. We were a little bit hyped about that. Yeah, I am very salty. They have like maybe ten states that have a specific like coffee. I guess if it's like something like the state is famous for or (laughs) relevant. Yeah, like they have. But
0: wait, do they have Georgia? That's what I want to know. Yeah, do they have Georgia peaches? That's like.
1: I know. New Jersey didn't get anything. New Jersey is the fucking garden state. They could have done anything with that coffee. Just tell me why they didn't do a Pennsylvania, like, Permanis flavor, you know? Ew, that's fucking disgusting. And I only know what Permanis (laughs) is because Kelsey's
0: talked about it. Just tell me why um, they didn't do, like, um, a Medley flavor, like a Berry Medley or, like, a Pumpkin Pie Something I can
1: see for that. For New Jersey. I can see that. But yeah, they have like um okay, Hawaii coconut cream. It that sounds, sounds fucking delicious. Amazing. Vermont maple bourbon. Yum. Wait, what
0: was the one that I I like the Texas one. I think oh, I might actually Texas order Texas pecan praline. Yeah. I'm yum. a fan of pralines. Yum yum yum. Call me praline and give me my coffee. She's <laughs> <laughs> call me praline. <laughs> Just call me praline. Uh if you want to check out their Instagram, it is 8 o'clock coffee. So yes. Short and simple and
1: straight to the point. Check them out. They have delivery on their website and everything, and it's apparently really fast, one to three days. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. So check them out, Um, but you want to get started? Yes, let's get started. So So grab grab your your coffee coffee and have a morning morning with with us. us. All right, guys, so we said we were changing it up this week, and we are doing cursed movie sets or like urban legends of cursed movie sets.
0: Spooky season is upon us. It is upon
1: us and it has inspired us. And we
0: are really in full-blown spooky season year-round but some people aren't so here's the start of spooky season. Yes hold on to your pants. Is that a say? (laughs) Or your
1: pralines. (laughs) Okay, so I'm gonna start with the first one here. We each did a few because they were pretty short and sweet, but this one is called Rosemary's Baby, and it was released in 1968. So this one literally almost made me poop my pants because as I was reading it, it ties back to
0: one, haunted of, places. one of the
1: haunted places that we did, that I did specifically.
0: What haunt? Which one?
1: It was the um, the Manson Family murder. Okay. So, as I said, this movie was released in 1968. It was written and directed by Roman Polanski, and it was based on the 1967 novel, also called Rosemary's Baby, but the novel was written by Ira Levin. Uh, The main star of the show, who was actually Rosemary, uh, was named Mia Farrow. And it was known as one of the greatest horror films of all time. I
0: have seen Rosemary's Baby. I have not. Okay, we will have a scary movie night. Okay. Especially during spooky season. We should watch one, like, every single time you're over.
1: Okay, like, a, like our like own marathon. Yeah, yeah. Like our own ABC This is a marathon. good one. This is scary as but fuck. But I
0: have never heard the legends that go along with it, so I'm yeah. excited. Okay,
1: it's scary as fuck. Okay, okay. I'm just going to give you a little background plot to it if you haven't watched it or read the, the novel. Mm-hmm. So it's about a young pregnant wife in Manhattan who suspects her neighbors are members of a satanic cult and they're grooming her to use her baby for their rituals. The baby was eventually sold to Satan by her husband and was the antichrist.
0: Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. But this movie is from 1968, so if you haven't seen it yet, I don't that's know. Your own I fault.
1: like to not get a spoiler alert, yeah. but I like to get like, like a like, synopsis. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like am I interested or not? Okay, so that's a little plot. Here's the weird shit that happened. So, William Castle, who initially saw potential for the film from Levin's novel, he became the initial producer Mm. of it. In 1969, he was hospitalized due to severe kidney stones, which, okay, you're like, whatever. Everyone gets kidney stones. Mm -hmm. He was getting a lot of backlash from the film and became really paranoid about it. It's said that he began to hallucinate scenes from the film during his surgery. He actually yelled out during one of his surgeries, quote, Rosemary, for God's sake, drop the knife. Oh my God, I just got the chills. Ew. Could you, ew. <laughs> just, could you just fucking imagine being in the middle of surgery? I don't know if this is real or not, but like, uh, like, in hearing that. <laughs> like That is terrifying. I can't. I just can't. That's, the doctor
0: probably screamed. <laughs> I
1: would have screamed. So, and, and pooped his pants. <laughs> i like, who the fuck is Rosemary? Why does she have a knife? In 1968, the composer Krzysztof Komeda, who worked on the film, fell off of a small cliff and went into a coma and then eventually died, like, a year later in Poland.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, just, like, weird, like, circumstances for uh. these things. And actually, his death, like, how he died falling off of the, the cliff and everything, is what the witches in Levin's novel... Made happen to Rosemary's friends. Ew, so, like, the witches it's... cast a spell and basically said, like, Rosemary's friends that were like suspicious of all of this, like, this is how they were to die. And, like, how
0: could that be a coincidence?
1: Unless right? Unless the
0: person intentionally did it and no one knew that he actually committed suicide and it wasn't accidental. Like, how does that happen?
1: I don't know. <laughs> this is where it gets fucking weird though we because are it,
0: fucking perplexed. I am perplexed we're two minutes
1: in i am so excited about this because these are all like what the fuck so this one is this part is really weird okay john lennon was assassinated outside of the dakota in 1980 which is the building that they filmed rosemary's baby in uh-huh. okay so follow along so because of this, the filmmakers and crew said the building was always had a quote distinctly eerie, eerie feeling because they knew that this had happened right outside the hotel. Yeah, or I'm sorry, yeah, the uh, the building, not the hotel. Uh. So okay, keep that in mind. John Lennon died right out there. Roman Polanski's wife, Sharon Tate, who I talked about in a previous episode, um, this is how this how it is. It all ties in. Polanski actually wanted his wife Sharon Tate to be a cast to be casted as rosemary but the other um director said like no i'm set on the other actress mm-hmm. for some reason love
0: sharon tate but i could not picture anyone besides mia farrow
1: as yeah rosemary. <laughs> yeah so one year after the film was released as i'm sure you guys remember sharon was murdered by the manson family followers while she was eight and a half months pregnant okay
0: That's horrifying i
1: know and this is where it gets even weirder. Okay, so if you remember also, Helter Skelter was written on the wall in blood at the crime scene where Sharon was found, mm-hmm. and this later became a song title of The Beatles, which was years later, and that obviously ties back into, like, John, John Lennon. Lennon. So
0: it, like, came full fucking circle. Dying outside
1: of the building. How it fucking weird!
0: started at the building... Moved on to John Lennon. Yeah. The murder happened. The song happened. Wraps back around. Full circle. That's fucking terrifying.
1: I have the chills.
0: But when I read that, I was like,
1: holy fuck. Seriously.
0: Like, how is this How a does that happen? It's not.
1: It's not. I don't know. It's just so weird.
0: Okay. On a scale one to five, <laughs> is Rosemary's baby movie cursed? Five.
1: Five. <laughs> five. Six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared talking about it. So, and then just another side note, like, after Sharon Tate died, Roman Polanski was then arrested years later for sexual assault on a minor, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. He spent 42 days in jail and then fled to France, where he's, like, basically just, he he ran away and was not lot. he wasn't coming back to the yeah. United States to be caught. That's so basically everybody, time. like, surrounding the film had, like, horrible things happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ew. Ugh. Isn't that
1: weird? Yeah, very strange. Weird.
0: Alright, so, uh, before I get started this one, I just want to make note to you guys that Kelsey and I aren't going to be switching back and forth like we yeah. normally do. we forgot to say that. Yeah, we did these movies in chronological order, so whatever one's she researched she's reading and whatever ones i researched i'm reading so we didn't know each other's information
1: yeah chronological chronological order of the year they came out right they were released right so So they're gonna be a little back and forth yeah
0: so kelsey's was in 1968 and now i'm moving on to 1973 with the movie the exorcist
1: Ooh, Mm -hmm. i'm excited about this one i know some of it but not all have
0: you ever seen the movie yes
1: okay So,
0: a little summary of the movie for people who haven't seen The Exorcist. It's a story of an exorcism performed on a 12-year-old girl named Regan. And Regan was possessed by a demonic force. And she begins to do these weird fucking things, which include levitating, speaking in tongues. All of the demonic shit. Mm -mm. And her mother calls in priests at an attempt to help her daughter. And that's the premise of the movie. Yeah. So... This is actually based loosely based on actual events.
1: Yeah. Which is terrifying. A lot of these are. Yeah. And that's fucking scary. Yeah.
0: This film had many questionable things happen on set, including fires, lighting I'm sorry, fires, lightning, and deaths. And strange accidents also occurred on set. Ew. There was up to nine deaths that are said to be connected to The Exorcist. <laughs> I have the chills
1: again. Ew, how does that many people die connected yeah. to a movie? Yeah.
0: So, Jack Mago- McGowan, he played the film director Burke Dennings in the movie. He died of complications due to a flu right before the film's release. Hmm. And he caught this flu during the London flu pandemic in 1973.
1: Can we not say the word pandemic I know. for a very long time? I know.
0: <laughs> I know. I didn't... I know. I didn't even realize, and it's awful because I I wish I knew everything in the world, but I don't. Yeah. I didn't even realize there was a London flu pandemic in 1973 till I read this. Yeah. And that's awful. So, Max von Sydow, I hope I'm saying his name right. Sounds right. Uh, played Father Lancaster Marin in the movie, And his brother died on the first day of filming. What? Yeah. And he also became seriously ill during filming. What the fuck? Vasiliki Meliaros played Father Damien Karras' mother. And she died from natural causes the same year as Jack McGowan. Weird. Jason Miller, who played Father Karras... His son had a near-fatal motorcycle accident, and he was actually hit on an empty beach by a motorcycle that seemed to appear out of absolutely nowhere. Wait, what? An empty
1: beach. Like, this motorcycle could have gone anywhere, and it hit him. I read that as an empty bench, and I was even more confused. No. (laughs) Empty beach. An empty beach. That's so weird. Yeah,
0: and... Thank God he didn't die, but it was still, like, a horrible accident that happened that was tied to the set. Yeah. Linda Blair, who is, like, the star of the movie, Mm -hmm. um, her grandfather actually passed away, and she also suffered injuries on other film sets after making this movie that included a motorcycle accident and falling from horses multiple times.
1: What? Yeah. I would be, like... I don't know. I would be iffy if I was an actress. <laughs> I'm not. If, if I was an actress, though, like, working on, like, like movies like this. Yeah.
0: Because I... Like, stuff that has like satanic things involved. Yeah. You know? um, a night watchman for the movie died. A special effects expert died. For these people, I tried finding more out about how, but yeah. there wasn't really much information. An assistant
1: cameraman's baby died. Like, newborn baby. And how long does it take to, like, film something like this, would you think? Like, nine people dying in not a long period of time. Well, some of this was after filming. But still. But still, it's people connected to the film.
0: Um, A man who refrigerated the set died. A janitor who took care of the set was shot and killed.
1: What the fuck?
0: Yeah. And other cast and crew also lost family members. So, there's nine in there or more yeah. that actually died or had, like, horrible accidents happen. Christ. Or had family members tied to them that passed. So, one of the carpenters on the set actually cut off his thumb on set oh <laughs> of the movie. Oh, God. What? Yeah. And a lighting technician lost his toe. Okay. It's just <sighs> so weird. There weren't details on how this happened, but like that's fucking. One thumb, one toe. Horrific. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Ellen Burstyn, she played the lead Chris McNeil, the mom, mm-hmm. um, had a permanent spinal injury during a stunt gone wrong while filming the movie. She was shooting the scene in the movie where Reagan throws her from the bed. So, like, the little girl throws her. And her real scream from getting injured was used in the film.
1: Wait, what the fuck? That is literally terrifying.
0: Which we're going to insert here. Ooh. In 1972, the entire set for the McNeil home caught fire and burned down. What? And this is, there's two separate things that I read from separate sources that caused the fire. One was that a bird flew into the circuit box and one was that a bad electrical circuit yeah aren't usually the circuit boxes closed i don't know but either way it had to do with the circuit box yeah and it burnt the fucking house down this delayed filming for six weeks this is while they were still filming and reagan's bedroom was completely untouched
1: by the fire no no (laughs)
0: like that right there i'm sorry i'd be like you know what this Let's whole fucking quit. thing's being shut down. Let's quit. Sorry. We're making this into a family sitcom uh, now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're turning this into a comedy. Yeah. Ew. Yeah.
0: So, because of this, a priest was called in to bless the set before filming for the movie, re- before the movie resumed. Probably a good idea. And when the new set was ready to start filming, the sprinkler system stopped working, causing further delays. Like, in case, oh my god. In case of fire. Meh. Yeah. So, in 1973, during the film's Rome premiere, lightning struck a 400-year-old cross on top of a 16th century church nearby. No. I'm laughing
1: because I'm so uncomfortable by that. (laughs) That is, like, one in a million happening. And it struck a A cross, cross. A cross. That protects you. Yeah.
0: No. During screenings in the theater, so a lot of people who have watched The Exorcist or have heard of The Exorcist probably have heard of some of these things because there was a lot surrounding when the movie actually came out and how people reacted. Mm. In the US, one woman quote-unquote passed out and broke her jaw could you imagine so now it's like affecting people watching the movie too Could you imagine i don't want to watch this (laughs) you said you did i know (laughs) in the uk st john's ambulance staff attended screenings to help distressed moviegoers shut
1: the fuck up
0: yeah people fainted and vomited while watching the movie in the movie theater yeah people fainted and vomited Honestly, if someone was vomiting next to me in a theater, I would start vomiting.
1: (laughs) Because I have a really bad gag. Maybe that's what happened. It was just, like, one person and then, like, a a domino effect (laughs) of, like, everybody just vomiting.
0: Um, some people were brought out in stretchers. Oh, my God. Many walked out of the theater during showings. And I read sometimes this was in big groups. Like, a huge group of people would just stand up and walk the fuck out.
1: What? Yeah.
0: Allegedly, some ushers had to be, quote, placed under a doctor's care or quit their jobs.
1: Oh, my God. Because, like, ushers
0: are in there for more than one showing, and they're like, I can't fucking do this. What? Yeah. People who had seen the film had to be treated in hospitals for severe vomiting and hallucinations, and this was reported on. Oh, my God. And then there were also reports of disturbing nightmares. I would say so. Yeah, and part of me was like, wait, was this really happening or was it kind of like salem witch trials where people were jumping on the ba- bandwagon yeah. and were like ah! like I'm dying yeah. yeah you know yeah. so here's a quote from the american haunting sink quote there were strange images and visions that showed up on film that were never planned there are double exposures in the little girl's face at the end of one reel that are unbelievable Ew. and i have look at my arms
1: i do too That terrifies me. Cause this stuff, I'm not scared of many many things anymore, and this is one of the things that scares the fuck out of me. (laughs) Yeah, like like paranormal stuff. Yeah, but not good. but But not good paranormal. Yeah, bad like yeah, demon, demonic things. Yeah,
0: entity. Yeah, yeah. So there was rumor also that actual demonic voices nope. were recorded during an exorcism, and they these were put into the movie. Why would they do that? Why would, why would <laughs> but you do that? But it's a rumor, it? so who knows if it's true. Oh, God. Uh, and then it is, The Exorcist is remembered as one of the most terrifying films ever made.
1: Yep. <laughs> what
0: would you rate this one out of five? Seven. <laughs> Absolutely horrifying. Please don't let my head spin around like the exorcist, Ah! as I mentioned in another episode. No, I feel like they're listening. Okay, so now, hate to break it to your loves, but you're gonna have to hear me talk again. (laughs) We're moving on to 1976 with the movie The Omen. I don't know of this. I have heard of this, never seen it. Me either. So, add this to the list. Yes. Here's a little summary of the movie. A young boy named Damien is adopted by a man as a replacement for his stillborn child. Oh, God. Unbeknownst to his wife, so the wife thinks it's their real <gasps> child. What? They raise the child as their own. Where was she? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Deaths begin to happen around the family, and they discover that Damien is the anti-antichrist. Like, worst luck ever. <laughs> like, you happen to adopt the You picked the, the one antichrist. antichrist as your child yeah what? so this has been known or said to be possibly the most haunted movie set of all time Ooh, i'm excited executive robert munger warned everyone that a movie set that involved the son of the devil would probably be cursed
1: yep yeah probably robert, right but robert, uh, i think you're right
0: why did you stay
1: why did why you do did it you Robert? Stay we need set. answers you gave
0: the warning but you didn't leave help <laughs> Academy Award winner Gregory Peck played a main character in the movie, and in June of 1975, which was two months before filming The Omen, Peck's son shot himself.
1: What the fuck?
0: Yeah. He had planned a flight somewhere and canceled it for unknown reasons, so this was just another thing that happened, right? And listen to what became after he planned this flight and canceled it. Oh, no. Um... Before I get into that, another report actually said the crew hired the plane to use for the cast, but ended up not needing it, and that's why it was canceled. So there's two different reasons of why he was supposed to be on a flight, and it ultimately got canceled. Okay. Okay? Either way, he didn't get on the flight as planned. The plane fucking
1: crashed, killing all the passengers. What? Yeah. Yeah. The demon was like, damn it, I missed it yeah oh my god that's fucking terrifying and here's
0: a quote from film daily quote when it hit the ground it landed on a vehicle with members of the pilot's family inside
1: how how does that even happen yeah look at my arms and my legs if you guys don't have goosebumps (laughs) you have you may be you may have problems not
0: only did this plane crash but it landed on the pilot's family in a
1: car like how how does that even happen yeah
0: In a separate incident when Peck was going to England to shoot scenes for The Omen, his plane was struck by lightning. Again,
1: with the lightning. And the plane.
0: What the hell? Yeah.
1: What happens when a plane gets struck by lightning? I
0: don't know. He he was okay, so apparently not much, but still. Ooh. So David Seltzer was the film's writer, and he took a different flight to England two days later. His plane was also struck by lightning.
1: How, how? what does are that the happen? chances
0: of a plane crashing and then the ne- another plane the guy same guys' on gets struck by lightning and then
1: two days later someone else from the film's plane gets struck by lightning. Isn't it like one in a million like that you'll ever be struck by lightning or like the like the odds are really low?
0: Yeah, well, it gets even crazier. Mace Newfeld, the executive producer, was on a plane to Los Angeles that was also struck by lightning. Shut
1: up. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah.
0: How insane. Like, that's not coincidence. I'm sorry. No, it's not.
1: At that point, definitely not.
0: That's the fucking antichrist.
1: <laughs> because. I'm
0: that's terrifying. I'm uncomfortable. Okay, so back to Mace Newfeld. He was supposed to go to dinner with people, including Peck, who was mentioned
1: first yeah yeah.
0: before they got to the restaurant it was destroyed in a violent explosion what
1: yeah did they like trace the you don't know um they probably didn't have too much detail on it i kind of i have a little bit of detail on it. okay so another
0: incident in another incident mace and his wife checked out early from a hotel in london and shortly after that there was an explosion at the hotel
1: this the fact that it's like all the same things, yeah. Like
0: and like the same person, yeah. Well, like that that specific thing is happening to, yeah, yeah. So both of these bombings are thought to have been caused by the IRA, oh. which is the Irish Republican Army at the time. But the fact that but, they were like
1: by two people, yeah.
0: And even if it was caused by them, that person was supposed to be in this place. It exploded. That person was supposed to be in this place. It exploded. Like, what mm-hmm. are the chances of that? Yeah, either way, it's strange that the cast and crew were at both of these places before and after,
1: or after it happened. Kind of, like, almost, like, a warning, like... Or, like, a
0: miss, and the Antichrist just missed you. (laughs) But. We won't go there, I'm scared. I'm just kidding. (laughs) French is joking. Don't go upstairs. Alright, so Harvey Bernard, which was a producer, was almost struck by lightning while filming in Rome... And Rome was also in the fucking Exorcist. Remember, lightning struck the cross. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. He carried a cross with him on set. And Bernard said, quote, the devil was at work and he didn't want that film made. And that's a quote from CBS News. Mm. So, like, stop the film.
1: Like, at that point, just call it a day. At that
0: point, change the plot and make your child an angel. Oh, my God. You got it's an angel sun. instead
1: of the Christ. It's the Messiah. Just go yeah, that route. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, the special effects designer, John Richardson, he designed The Omen's decapitation scene. If you haven't seen The Omen, which I haven't... Me either. There's a decapitation scene. He designed this scene. While starting his next film, After The Omen, he was in a head-on car accident. No. He was knocked unconscious, but a tire flew through the window, <gasps> decapitating his wife-slash-assistant, Liz Moore.
1: What the fuck?
0: Yeah. And it was described... I'm, like, shivering Me with too. my chills right now. I'm it's, like, so all yeah. my legs so arms. It was described as eerily similar to the scene in the movie. Nope. And this is a quote from Film Daily. He, quote, claimed there was a road sign... To the side of the crash pointing travelers to a town called Omen, 66.6 kilometers away. <laughs> Are you gonna throw up? I might. I might projectile vomit like the exorcist. I might
1: puke. Because what the fuck? Why would you at this point if none other in in previous times. My foot is cramped? Why would you get straight out? Because I'm horrified. Why would you not cancel it at this point in time? Do they think they were too far in? Well, no.
0: This decapitation happened after, after the film. The whole thing. Oh, it came. He w- he designed the scene, and he was starting another film oh, after oh the God. Omen, and oh. the accident happened. And yeah, his wife was decapitated. Nice socks, by the way. Thank you. They're very Halloweeny. You're, Halloween-y. <laughs> You're a Halloweeny. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, but it, how weird that it was pointing towards a town called Omen. Six. P- that was 66. six point six. Six, or 66.6 kilometers away no and why would you even have a, a sign at that point for a town called omen no put it further down the road and make it like 78.2 miles away I know. why would you choose that someone was like <laughs> <laughs> so the movie's animal trainers were also touched by the curse oh
1: god in the movie there's a quote baboon attack this is is the only thing i saw when i looked up like your thing it came up and it was just the baboon scene okay there was a baboon attack scene and the crew
0: put a live baboon in the back of the car with the lead actress lee remick okay this was done to quote unquote antagonize the ones meant to attack the vehicle
1: oh because they were like mad he was inside yes
0: okay the animal trainer hired to help with that scene was killed the very next day. What? Producer Harvey Bernard said, quote, The trainer was killed by a tiger. It grabbed him by the head and killed him instantly. And that's a quote from Film Daily. What? How does that happen? When I first read it, I was like, oh my god, don't tell me the one in the car went fucking insane and like, Attacked, attacked the woman. Attacked That's what I was thinking you were to say. No, this guy was attacked by a fucking tiger the
1: next time. literally yeah. grabbed him by his head oh yeah
0: um gregory peck's stuntman was also attacked by trained rottweilers and the dogs even ignored their trainer while they were attacking him and the trainer was getting them to stop
1: oh he god. was very
0: injured but survived the attack
1: oh my god yeah
0: and people have questioned if the film was quote cursed by the devil himself
1: You know, you'd think the devil has bigger things to do, but he definitely had something to do with that. Yeah, that is scary as fuck. One
0: out of seven, or one out of five.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't. That was definitely the worst.
0: It was fucking awful.
1: I've heard so far. That was the worst one. They said that's scary as fuck.
0: That's what they said. Possibly the most haunted movie set of all time. Yeah, terrifying. All right, moving on. Hey guys, I'm back. (laughs) It's (laughs) Brit. It's Brent again. don't worry i swear I this talk is my later. last one this is my last one all right so <laughs> moving on to
1: 1982 we're getting
0: now into the poltergeist
1: these the year of like these ones and on i don't know why i just think it was a great year for horror horror movies like yeah. a great time for horror films yeah
0: but not the real shit that was
1: going on yeah no
0: yeah all right so the poltergeist the summary of this movie have you seen the poltergeist yes okay me too So, the Freeling family's home is haunted by ghosts, and throughout the movie, strange things happen and the hauntings begin to escalate to the point where the youngest daughter, Carol Ann, is kidnapped, Mm -hmm. and then they're trying to get her back and stuff. Yep. So, a lot of deaths were tied to this movie. Heather O'Rourke played Carol Ann Freeling in the Poltergeist movies. She was actually misdiagnosed with Crohn's disease in 1987. And the following year she became she became sick and her symptoms were thought to be the flu. She died at age 12 of septic shock and cardiac arrest due to a misdiagnosed intestinal issue. Jesus. Yeah. And it's believed that she had been suffering from a congenital intestinal abnormality. Oh my god. And they just like and they completely said Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Dominique Dunn the older daughter in the first movie in late 1982 she was strangled by her ex-boyfriend in her driveway at 22 years old. What? Yeah. It's insane.
1: In her driveway? Yeah. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Julian Beck, he played Cain the evil preacher in the sequel. In 1985, he died of stomach cancer at age 60. These are all so young. Yeah. And, like, I feel like they're strange things yeah Yeah. so will Sampson played taylor the medicine man in the sequel he was a real life shaman in the creek indian tribe and he died after undergoing a heart lung transplant at age 53 he died of malnutrition and post-operative kidney failure
1: okay i could see that one that's not too strange but the other just the fact that it's all tied in
0: Mm -hmm.
1: to the movie like people on the movie the movie set yeah
0: Richard Lawson, played Ryan in Poltergeist, was in a plane crash out of LaGuardia on U.S. Air Flight 405 when it crashed into Flushing Bay in March 1992. What? Yeah. The crash killed 27 of the 51 on board, and he survived the crash. What the fuck? That's really scary. It is scary. And LaGuardia, that's... I've flown out of LaGuardia many times. Yeah. Uh, Lou Perryman, he was a small character in the first film. He played a construction worker, Pugsley. He was brutally murdered with an axe in his home in 2009, and he was 67 years old. Yeah, and I read that it was, like, a recently released convict or something that literally just, like, went into his house and fucking killed him. What? Yeah.
1: Like, it was a coincidence, like, a weird...
0: Yeah, like, a rant... Like, a random... I'm thinking it was a random pick. Wow. Yeah, that's what it sounded like in the article, anyway. So moving on to some creepy stuff that happened. Creepy. <laughs> creepy. Rumors that the crew used real skeletons to film one of the movie scenes. I flew really around.
1: hope that's not true. It might be. I really hope.
0: How is that even allowed? Because you'll hear. I'll get into it. Jo Beth Williams, she played the mom Diane Freeling. Quote, claimed that director Spielberg insisted on using actual human skeletons as props in an attempt to save money. At the time, they were cheaper than plastic skeletons. What the fuck? Where do you buy these? Mm-hmm. And this was an article. This was an article or a quote from Biography.com. I hope that's not right. Yeah, I hope not either. That's horrible. Yeah,
1: that's.
0: Really fucking awful. literally
1: somebody's remains. Yeah.
0: Her claims have not been verified, though. So. I hope. Who knows? I
1: hope that's not right. Here's
0: another quote from CBS News. Quote, many believe these deaths were a form of spiritual payback for the real corpses used as props yeah. in the infamous, quote-unquote, flooded pool scene of the first film. I would haunt them, too, if they mm-hmm. used my bones. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. What do you think was gonna happen? I mean, God, you're disrespecting somebody. Yeah.
0: Oof. So, Will Sampson, who I mentioned before was the medicine man, was also said to have performed an actual exorcism one night on set after filming was through. Why? He did this in 1984 during the second film because he was concerned about the real skeletons, hence the exorcism. Oh,
1: my God. Like, he's
0: like, if they use real skeletons on set, we need to get rid of this energy. Yeah. And, like, kind of apologize in a way, but exercise whatever this is out. out yeah and it was said that the next day the cast felt relieved on set <laughs>
1: one to five i'm unwell one to five i don't know it's hard that one was scary but not as terrifying but not as terrifying i'd give it like a four
0: yeah and because there, there's some stuff that have not been verified so we don't know if it's actually real or like not.
1: if it's like urban legend yeah or not. yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm back. Okay. With me, Kelsey. She's back. And now I'm going to go to the movie The Crow, which was released in 1994. Have you seen this? I feel like I did. I have not. I don't (sighs) think. It sounds familiar. Yeah. But I don't think I've seen it. It
0: sounds familiar to me, too. I may have, but if I
1: did, I honestly don't remember it. I used to watch a lot of scary movies back in the day, so... Yeah, Possibly. this was 1994, so, okay. The stars were Brandon Lee, who, he is actually the son of Bruce Lee, and he played the um, character Eric Draven, and then Sophia Shinas played Shelley Webster in the movie. So, a quick rundown of the plot. There was a lot more people, but those were the main two. Eric Draven's fiancé, Shelley Webster, had been beaten and raped. Eric was then stabbed and shot and thrown out of a window. The couple were supposed to get married the next day, which happened to be Halloween. Mm-hmm. So then, a bunch of other stuff happens, and eventually, Eric um, rises from the grave and he was led by a crow, hence the name, to avenge his death um, on the street gang that did this to him and his fiance. Okay. So he was like going to avenge his death and the rape of his fiance. Okay. So, some crazy shit that happened. Filmmakers showed up to the set and started making the film and received a voicemail that day that said bad things would happen to them if they made this movie.
0: And who the fuck would know about it? Like, I don't
1: know about movies before they're being made. I don't know, but why would you be like, okay, let's, let's and do it. Bad things
0: are going to happen. It had to have been someone, if it...
1: That, like, knew Yeah, it had to have been, out. like,
0: part of, yeah, yeah, part of the cast or crew that maybe yeah. wasn't on it anymore for
1: some reason. Yeah. Or- they were Someone like, they bad told bad things will happen. Yeah, it yeah, well, yeah. weird. Okay. The first day of shooting, an electrician was riding one of those like big cherry picker machines, mm-hmm. and he was electrocuted <gasps> by live wires on the power line above him. No. He literally caught on fire, and they rushed him to the hospital, and he was treated for second and third degree burns. Oh he ended up surviving, but his ears had to be removed from <gasps> how extensive the burns were.
0: Oh my god, that's awful.
1: Yeah, that literally Uh. happened on the first day of them shooting. Mm. Yeah. And
0: that's not, like, even if there was someone threatening, like, oh, you should stop, that's not something that someone can create.
1: No, that's just something, like. Yeah. Out Mm -hmm. of the ordinary. Oh my god, okay. Um, a hurricane then destroyed the set, and they had to, like, stop filming for a little while, because the hurricane. Mm Mm-mm. This is the weird part. Brandon Lee, who, remember, was the main star, was shot on set with a prop gun that went off. There was a lead tip of, like, a dummy bullet that was accidentally lodged into the prop gun, like, months prior. And the way it was lodged in there, if it was supposed to, like, shoot and make, like, the, like, loud noise pop. But it was lodged in there at a certain way that if it was shot, which it was, it would come out and hit, like, Of the velocity of, like, a normal gun.
0: But they didn't, like, test the thing before they used it. Right. To double check.
1: So, he died 12 hours later from this.
0: I've only heard about, like, I didn't know the whole, the details of everything that happened, but I knew that Bruce Lee's son died.
1: Yeah. Because of, like,
0: yeah, because of, like, a faulty thing on a movie set. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awful. They
1: were, like I said, they were filming when this happened and his death was caught on camera. Oh! But, yeah. Some... It was, like, rumored that some people had seen it, but...
0: I hope they destroyed that.
1: Yeah, they never obviously released it. That's fucking awful. Could you imagine? No. No. That would be horrible. Some people believed that... Some people on the set believed that this movie was cursed because... And this is something that was written in an article. This isn't from my words, but they said that it was cursed because Bruce Lee, who again was the star, Brandon Lee's father, died in mysterious circumstances as well. So they were saying that the whole Lee family was cursed because Bruce betrayed martial arts secrets, hmm. which I don't really know how that ties in with him, but they were saying that the whole, like his... Like lineage was cursed. Whole lineage was cursed huh? by somebody...
0: But that wouldn't affect the whole set. Like, this is all happening with this movie. This set, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. anything,
1: maybe his family became cursed because of this movie. I know. They ended up finishing up filming and dedicated the movie to Brandon Lee. They obviously um. had to do, like, shortcuts because he wasn't in some of the ending films, but, like... Or in the ending scenes, but
0: sad yeah like that's nice that they did that but that's really sad
1: i know the whole thing is just weird like could you imagine like he was so young and he died on movie set because of a fucking prop gun yeah that's awful like a freak accident so now we're on to this is probably the favorite one i researched just because it creeps me the fuck out and i've seen this one in movie theaters it was the conjuring which was a 2013 film.
0: I've never seen any of those. Like really? Annabelle, The Conjuring, I've never seen any oh of those. Oh my god, it
1: scared the shit Well, eye. I have a
0: f- an irrational fear of
1: dolls. Yeah.
0: I don't I know mean, if The Conjuring has the doll it, in it, but...
1: Well, okay. So, it was The Conjuring and then a spin-off of The Conjuring was Annabelle, which was a separate movie.
0: Okay. So At least I don't
1: think I've seen that one. I know I haven't seen Annabelle.
0: I don't think I saw the Conjuring.
1: <laughs> it was it scared the fuck out of me. I saw it in theaters and everyone was screaming. So, this movie was based off of true occurrences of paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. Mhm. So the Warrens were sent to help the Perron family or Perrone family who had paranormal activity in their farmhouse in Rhode Island in 1971. This was actually originally going to be called, quote, The Warren Films, but they ended up changing the name to The Conjuring. It was directed by Chad Hayes and Carrie Hayes. Just throwing that in there. And then Patrick Wilson played Ed Warren. Vera Farmiga played Lorraine Warren. And just a side note... I
0: have seen this movie. You had to have. Yeah, I have. I have. Now that you said Vera, because that's... um The girl from American Horror Story that plays Violet's sister. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I have seen this one. Yeah. Side note, random. The occurrences of Ed and Lorraine Warren inspired Amityville horror film Mm -hmm. franchise. Which also ties back to one thing that I researched in the past for this podcast. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Everything I was reading, like, tied back in. Yeah. Yeah. So now on to the weird stuff. CBC News article says, quote, Director James Wan may have been playing with forces beyond his control when he shot The Conjuring. The real-life Perrone family visited the set of the movie and were greeted by a fierce gust of wind. Right off the bat, I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. When this happened... Uh. Mo- I know. When this happened, the mother, Carolyn, went home that day and felt a presence in the home, and she actually had a bad fall that night in her house. Oh. <sighs> the whole this whole thing just creeps me out so shortly after this happened the cast and cruise hotel caught on fire and they had to evacuate
0: what's with all the catching of
1: fires that's that's evil evil that's like demon yeah
0: that is fucking evil yeah what's another one we did where stuff caught fire oh the uh
1: the poltergeist one that i did caught on fire yeah everything caught it yeah so phone calls between the screenwriters and Lorraine Warren were always really staticky, and then ended up getting disconnected. Like they didn't almost want them to have like the conversation or mm-hmm. something. One night on set, Juan, who was the director, his dog wouldn't stop growling at literally nothing in at one of the rooms. Like he was just growling.
0: Mm-hmm. And dogs' consent. Shit. Entity.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. One day, Vera, who again played Lorraine Warren, opened her laptop and saw digital claw marks on her screen. Wait, so the demon went in
0: and typed claw marks into the search <laughs> bar
1: and then it popped up on the screensaver? Like, she opened it up. I'm assuming this is what happened. And she saw, like, the claw, like, But digital... it didn't
0: actually cut through the screen. No. But it was, like, the marks behind the screen. Yes. Ew.
1: Yeah. Ew. And then later, she showed claw marks on her thigh that appeared after the filming concluded. What the fuck? That is just not, not for me.
0: Before, by the way, before when I mentioned the guys, I was, wasn't talking about the one I just covered. I was talking about the batters. Se- yeah. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. batters. Se- yeah, se- yeah, se- yeah, se- yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to clarify. With the fire. I wasn't recapping about something I did five minutes ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was it. <laughs> the poltergeist. Ew, that's terrifying, though. Did she feel it when it happened, I wonder? Or
1: did she just, like, look down and see it after? I don't know. Speaking of that, I have a weird bruise on my wrist that freaked me out. Do you see it? It looks like a thumb. I know. It looks like a... Ew, like a thumb mark. Yeah. Really weird. (laughs) Noticed that today. Okay, so this is from the Annabelle set, which, again, was the spinoff. And as an actor playing a demon walked into the green room during filming, the producer described a light fixture fixture falling and hitting the janitor's head. <gasps> and the weird part of this is, in the film, the demon kills the janitor in the same hallway. What? <laughs> what? Yeah.
0: So By, the real
1: demon was like, "Okay, you want to make this make it a joke? Yeah, like a scene in a movie. I'll make it really happen." Oh, I don't like that. I do
0: not like that. That janitor should have not been in that hallway. Yeah. Or that premises.
1: Never. The director found three claw mark on, like, a, a dusty old set window, and the demon in the movie had three claws. So it was, like, making happen in real life what the movie was doing. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> the actors had strange bruises all over their bodies that they started, like, noticing during and after filming. Mm. And now we're on to the spirits that were on this set. Director Corin Hardy said that he saw two spirits while filming at a fortress in Romania for one of the sets. Wow. Corin walked into a room while the cameras were rolling and saw two people who he assumed were just, like, crew members at the time. As soon as the camera stopped rolling, he turned around and the people were gone. So, do they have this on fucking film? I think he just saw them with his like naked eye and it wasn't filmed. No, yeah. but it says the cameras were rolling. What were they looking at? I don't know. Maybe they were testing, like, testing the room, like <sighs> the lighting and everything. A lot of the people said that those two spirits were actually regulars at the fortress, but it's still terrifying, too, that he saw, like, two full-blown, like, apparitions Mm -hmm. that he, like, walked in on.
0: Legit thought were crew members. Yeah, like,
1: thought that were people there. They said that Romania, that this place in Romania was haunted anyway, but, like, it wasn't probably attached to the film, but, like, they were still there.
0: The heck. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: Wow. So I think I'd give The Crow a four.
1: Oh, I forgot to ask. I think. Yeah. The Crow, Because yeah. it's
0: crazy, but
1: not as crazy as the other one. As The Omen. The Conjuring. That one freaks me out. Yeah. I think it freaks me out more so, too, because I saw it in theaters. I'm gonna shit my
0: pants. What
1: the fuck <gasps> is happening? I'm gonna shit my pants.
0: What the fuck is happening? Is person doing a, a laser from the window? That's the only thing I can think. Otherwise, there's he better fucking... be.
1: He better be. I'm going to pee my Otherwise, pants. Sorry. I can't get up. Otherwise. Otherwise. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to get
0: For up and look. For everyone listening. I have to get up and look. a little red light circling around on the ceiling right now, and there's nowhere it could be coming from. It has to be. It has to be. I don't fucking see him. Kelsey. I'm opening the window.
1: Kelsey. <laughs> I'm literally going to pee my pants. Did you do that? No! Do you see me over here? Carson.
0: We're filming. We're recording.
1: What the fuck? There's nobody out there. No. That cannot be real. I have to go down and ask Carson because I swear to <sighs> Jesus if that really just happened. I'm sweating. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. I'm scared. Should we All go right, Bye. <laughs> <Goodbye>.
0: <laughs> Guys. Hold on. We're pausing.
1: All right. In conclusion... <laughs> <laughs> Yet to be determined what the fuck just happened. I have
0: my record on just in case it happens again so we can show you guys, but it literally looked like a little laser point circling on the ceiling. In front of us. Yeah.
1: Because it's a slanted see- ceiling. Don't know what it is, or was. And we both saw it at the same time.
0: Very creepy.
1: Yet to be determined. We'll update you. <sighs> Holy fuck. I'm really scared.
0: We just said it's spooky season. It is Christ. I don't know if I'm
1: ready for it. Okay, I'm
0: um, with spooky season, like, but not the Antichrist you know, coming in. Please, please don't say it.
1: It's going to come back.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. On that note, that's we love the you end. Guys. Thank you. Let us for know listening. if you liked this, <laughs> and we're, if
1: you're also experiencing hauntings. If you
0: could, if you can't tell, we're kind of uh, shitting bricks right now and very nervous and sweating and we just need to, we need to end this recording right now. We need to figure
1: out what's going on. Alright, All right, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Go to to our social media. Okay, bye.